Hi, welcome back to My Daily Briefing. This is Gwen Diaz, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast and discovering that the Bible really does make sense when its stories are told in chronological order. Here's Ed with our next episode. Hi, it's Ed again. Let's go to episode 272, titled Judas the Traitor. You can find these events in Matthew 26, Mark 14, and Luke 22. The leaders of the different religious groups in Israel did not agree on many things. However, one thing they did agree on was that they wanted Jesus dead. And they were desperate to come up with a way to do it without causing a riot. They realized that Jesus spent every day during the Passover week in the temple courtyards. But he was always surrounded by crowds of people. To arrest Jesus publicly could trigger an uprising and cause the Roman military to intervene, and that would be disastrous. They needed to figure out a way to maintain the fragile peace and still get rid of Jesus. As the chief priests and officers of the temple met to discuss what could be done, the answer they were looking for walked in the door. It was Judas Iscariot, one of Jesus' own disciples. The first thing he asked was, What will you give me if I hand Jesus over to you? Well, the religious leaders were shocked and ecstatic. They counted out 30 silver coins, which was the value of a, of a slave according to Exodus 21:32. Then they offered it to Judas if he could find a way to deliver Jesus to them when there were no crowds around. Judas pledged to provide the right opportunity. Under the law, this agreement obligated him to sign an indictment, then show up at the trial and actually testify against Jesus. But what could possibly have caused one of Jesus' hand-picked followers to become a traitor? The Bible tells us that before Judas went to the chief priests and officers, Satan entered him. That does not mean that Satan randomly selected him, invaded his mind and body against his wishes, and then caused him to betray Jesus. No, Judas had previously made several decisions that allowed Satan to plant the idea of the betrayal in his mind. We already know that Judas was greedy and dishonest. He stole from the other disciples. The Apostle John mentioned this in his Gospel account. And the first thing Judas said when he walked into the meeting with the chief priests was, What will you give me if I hand him over to you? So we know he was in it for the money. Also, just a few days before, when Judas had become upset with Mary for wasting expensive oil to wash Jesus' feet, Jesus rebuked him in front of all the other guests and fellow disciples. So maybe Judas was holding a grudge against Jesus. Maybe he was disillusioned. Perhaps Jesus' ministry and his cause were not turning out to be as prestigious as Judas had hoped. He was probably one of the disciples that expected Jesus to overthrow the Roman government and become the king of Israel. But instead of becoming king, Jesus was now talking about being crucified. Whatever caused them, Judas' sinful thoughts made him vulnerable. It was easy for Satan to manipulate him. And Satan took full advantage of the situation. He planted a sinister idea in Judas's head. Rather than rejecting it, Judas followed through. He initiated a meeting with the chief priests. He had already betrayed Jesus with his thoughts, and now he was betraying Jesus with his actions. Judas was completely responsible for the decision he made and for his actions that followed. Think about it. If Satan was looking for a weakness in your life to exploit, what would it be? How would he attack you? What do you need to do to keep this from happening? James 4, 7 gives us these instructions. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Here's the question. How can you draw nearer to God today? Now go and do just that. <laughs>